Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this latest breakdown of Raw, the first Raw of 2023 and we've got quite a bit to talk about. I don't know that the show was quite as crazy as what people were expecting but uh, still quite a bit to go through and uh, I thought the show was alright as I said, just maybe not as crazy as what people were hoping for. But we started off pretty crazy. We started with the bloodline taking over Raw. They would uh, start beating people up and destroying the commentary table, uh, really causing a lot of havoc. This would uh, bring down um, Adam Pearce and security guards and people along those lines. You can see the bloodline standing in the ring, standing strong. They said they were here to take over and um, basically, they sent down security guards. That didn't do anything. And so, in the end, the locker room had to come down. That did eventually get the bloodline out of the ring. Um, but Adam Pierce said that uh, they were all going to have to face matches and have matches and pay for what they had tried to do. So, uh, he put them all into matches. So, we found out that Solo was going to take on Elias in a street fight and the Usos and Sammy were going to take on Street Profits and Kevin Owens. So uh, quite an explosive open to Raw, and uh, it continued as well because we went to the Women's Championship match, the Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair taking on Alexa Bliss. Um, right at the start, this was really weird, Bianca held her hand out, and uh, Alexa was swinging away. She looked a bit like Scrappy-Doo. It was such a weird little moment. I don't know why they put this into this match. But um, yeah, like Bianca was looking quite good throughout the match. And then, of course, we got the moment that people were waiting for. Uh, we got this. So everyone was waiting to see what was going to happen with Bray and Uncle Howdy. Well, someone in the crowd had this Uncle Howdy mask on. And what was amazing was that some uh, security guard went over, told this person to sit down. I don't think the security guard knew that this was part of the show. But um, basically, this person distracted Alexa and didn't do anything. He didn't attack her. But uh, you can see like it had an impact on her. But he wasn't alone. There was another person just over the other side as well that was also wearing one of those Uncle Howdy masks. Alexa, again, catching his eye. He uh, caught her attention. Uh, and she snapped. I mean, the logo flashed up on screen. She then started to grab a hold of her head, and she snapped. She uh, went after the ref. Uh, you can see a sign in the background saying, he's coming for you. I've got a feeling that might have been a fan sign. That might have been actually a genuine fan sign. But either way, it added to it. And uh, yeah, she went after the referee. Then she uh, grabbed a hold of Bianca, started hurling her into barricades and ring posts and ring steps, really left her in a bad situation. You can see the blood just around her mouth. And um, we would then uh, see Alexa just walk away. That was the end of the match. So Alexa obviously DQ'd for grabbing a hold of the referee. But um, yeah, this was interesting. Uh, we did catch up with Alexa later on in the show. Uh, we moved on, though. We went to the next match. This was uh, the Elias against Solo Street fight that had been made. Elias came down and he was starting to play guitar and 
Looked like he was going to do a number. And then, of course, Solo's music hit and uh, he came down and interrupted. Uh, we went into the street fight. This was all right. It was all right. It was uh, just one of those street fights with weapons. Weapons all around the ringside area. We had guitars and drums and a grand piano. And LS Dub on our watch along made a great point. He said that before tonight's show, they didn't know that they were going to have this match. So where did these instruments come from? <laughs> Which I thought was a really good point. So you can see Elias there uh, with the guitar, uh, swinging away. He does smash that guitar. And um, then we get Hardy. It was announced earlier in the show that Hardy, who I've never heard. Well, I have heard of him, but I've never heard his music. Uh, he is providing the official theme song for the Royal Rumble. And he's going to be at the Royal Rumble as well. So uh, this is like this year's Bad Bunny. Uh, he actually got into the ring with a guitar of his own, smashed it over the back of uh, Solo. Solo no-sold it, which was great. I like the fact he no-sold it. So uh, yeah, he smashed it over the guitar, chased him out the ring. Uh, he then planted Elias on top of this grand piano. It looked really good, actually. Because as he planted him onto it, the legs gave way. And uh, so the grand piano kind of dropped down to the ground. Looked really cool. Did look really, really good. And uh, yeah, Solo picking up the victory. Um, I would say the match probably went a little bit long. And I don't know that we needed to make Elias look as strong as he did. But, uh, you know, the right person won in the end. Then we went to our next match. The next match again was Bloodline. Uh, related, it was Sammy and the Usos taking on uh, Montez, uh, Dawkins, and Kevin Owens. Uh, Montez actually looked a little distracted on the edge of the ring. I didn't catch why. People in the chat said it was because of what had happened to Bianca, but I don't know. It just seemed like a weird moment. He did seem very distracted. He did just seem to like not want to be there. So I really don't know what that was about, to be honest. But um, either way, Sammy getting the win. Thought that Sammy might take another loss here, but he didn't. He actually ended up getting the pin and uh, pinning uh, Montez, which was really great for Sammy. Uh, they started beating up on Kevin Owens and attacking them after the match. Um, and then that's when Drew and Sheamus came out. Now, obviously, they're not raw superstars they're smackdown superstars so wasn't expecting to see them on this show um but this is pretty cool uh actually we saw sammy saying at the end like we'll get them on friday we'll we'll deal with this on friday so we've got a bit of an idea as to what smackdown's going to hold for us we're, we're going to be seeing the bloodline we're going to be seeing drew we're going to be seeing sheamus uh, that story is going to continue this friday uh, then we obviously got the pitch black match getting mentioned, but still we don't know exactly what it is. It is frustrating that we've not seen Bray or LA Knight talking about this match. It's been announced. We know it's happening and we know that Bray and LA Knight are involved. It's just staggering that we don't know anything about it. Like, it's just, it's amazing the way this match has come together. It's like WWE has put them in this match, but we don't know what the match is. We don't know the details of that. We don't know if it's in the ring. We don't know if it's backstage. We don't know if it's completely pitch black. It says pitch black, but then surely you can't do it completely pitch black because of health and safety. 
And also, the fans are definitely going to put their phones up if it's in the ring. Um, so are we not going to see anything? Is there going to be like low light in? Is it going to be like the red light in or so many questions? Uh, I genuinely don't know. Genuinely don't know. So hopefully somewhere else that we can get some answers for on Friday. Then we went to a quick little match. This was uh, Dexter Loomis taking on Chad Gable. Didn't last long. Uh, and Dexter Loomis uh, managed to quite comfortably pick up the victory. Then we were backstage with Bailey and Damage Control. And in the background, you could see, I'm going to say the Hurt Business. It's not quite the Hurt Business because there's no Bobby Lashley. We have got MVP. We have got Cedric and we have got Shelton. Uh, all of them together talking is very interesting because that would suggest maybe they're going to be a tag team managed by MVP. Maybe he's looking to get the Hurt Business back together. Perhaps he's going to put them with a moss. Perhaps they're just going to be a tag team in a MVP stable. So maybe he's managing a moss and he's going to manage uh, Cedric and uh, Shelton as like a tag team separately. Like there's lots of different ways that this can go. Obviously, everyone's thinking her business. Um, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. This was uh, a little talking point coming out of this show. Uh, then we went into the ring and we had uh, Bailey calling this Trashville, not Nashville. And I've got to tell you, this crowd were awful. They were so quiet, so quiet. I mean, honestly, there was quite a few times where I think you really needed the crowd to make some noise and they were just absent. They were not here. Um, and you could really feel it. You could really feel that absence. Um, so I must admit, I was nodding along when she called it Trashville. Um, so yeah, she did that out came Becky and this was amazing. Becky came out and said that Bailey always needs to be in someone's shadow. She said, you've only just got out of someone's shadow and now you've put yourself immediately in other people's shadows, kind of saying how you've just got away from Sasha and now you're surrounding yourself with Dakota and with EO, and now you're in their shadows. It was really interesting. She didn't name check Sasha, but she was totally talking about Sasha. And uh, it was one of those kind of Easter egg moments. Easily could have passed you by, easily could have passed me by. Thankfully, I caught it. And um, as I said, it's a, it's a real interesting moment. Uh, Becky would come down to the ring, and we would get a two-on-one match. Uh, she would be taking on EO and Dakota in a handicap match. She was outnumbered. She was struggling. Mia Yim came down halfway through the match to make it a normal tag match. I'm never certain about that. If a match starts and it's a handicap match, I don't understand how someone can come down and even up the odds. Like, surely the match has begun and everyone has accepted that it's a handicap match. Like, I don't really get how Mia Yim can just come down and insert herself into it. Um, but she did, and it became a normal tag match. Um, but obviously, Bailey was doing a lot of outside interference. Uh, it resulted in EO hitting the moonsault on Mia Yim, getting the victory. There was a cool moment where EO, on the outside of the ring, says, pointed to herself and said, I win. Um, you had Bailey and Dakota over the other side and uh, EO 
pointing to herself saying, I win. As uh, she was talking to Becky, I believe Becky had come over and uh, was shouting stuff at EO. Uh, so that was kind of nice. Uh, then we went backstage and there was just a quick little interview with Alexa. Uh, Alexa was pacing around and there wasn't really much said, to be honest. Um, she just basically said that Bianca knows uh, that, you know, Alexa is a real threat and that Alexa uh, is the rightful champion. Uh, this clearly is a feud that's not going to go away, not going to stop. Um, and she says, you know, I'm the real threat. I couldn't see anything in the background that was Bray or Howdy related. So there wasn't really anything that added to things here. But I thought what was interesting was that Alexa didn't show any remorse. She wasn't sad about what she'd done. It's not like she's now snapped out of it and she's like saying, I don't know what came over me. She was carrying on saying, you know, that's my belt. I'm the real threat. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It seems like she is changing and staying changed as well. You know, this isn't Bianca's friend anymore. Uh, you know, don't forget, it wasn't that long ago. They were on the same side battling damage control. So, yeah, not much to this, but still interesting all the same. This was brilliant. This was brilliant. Big Dom. Dominic Mysterio. Uh, we saw him go into prison. I, I think they were trying to make this prison. I don't know. But he was talking about how prison, and don't forget, he only got arrested on Christmas Eve. So at worst, even if he's still in prison now, he's only been there over a week, right? He's only been there just over a week. And um, here he was talking about how prison changes a man. Uh, he was talking about how he's served hard times and um, like how he's a man now. And all of this, he was really playing into the fact that basically he's been to prison. He's been to prison. He's, 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 a, he's a hard man. He's a thug. Uh, and he was really leaning into it. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't the longest promo, but um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I really liked it. It was one of my favorite parts of the show. And then after this, we've still half an hour to go. We went to our main event. Uh, and this was for the United States Championship. Austin Theory taking on Seth Rollins. And um, I must admit, the match was quite long. It was a little flat in places. Crowd really enjoying singing um, Seth's theme, of course. But even that couldn't really get things going. Um, and the referee got knocked down. Another ref had to come down. Uh, that other ref was distracted. Uh, low blow by Austin Theory, uh, followed with an A-Town down, meant that uh, he got the one, two, three. And that was it. That was the end of the show. It ends with Austin Theory standing tall. A lot of people thinking we might have got Cody. We didn't. We did get a little Cody video package. Uh, they said that will continue. So I expect another one of those next week. We are clearly building towards Cody's return. But um, yeah, nothing. No, no surprises here. We did get something with the Alexa moment. But this show felt a little bit flat. Uh, certainly when you compare it to what we got on SmackDown. Uh, I'd probably score it around a seven. I think that'd be about fair, but uh, not a bad show. I wasn't bored watching it and uh, definitely a few talking points coming out of it. But um, I think the expectations were a bit higher for this one. The first roar of the year um, and, you know, solid seven and uh, we move on. 
Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. I hope you enjoyed it. Appreciate the support as always. And uh, I'll see you again next time. Bye for now.